All right, right. clap sync. Three, two, one. That seemed really delayed that time. And I don't know if that was the actual delay on Discord, but who knows? We're we're out here. (laughs) Yeah, now I'm like second guessing myself. Did I click did I clap on one like an idiot? I you might have. Should we do it again? No, we're fine. Okay. Okay. Executive choice. (laughs) Listeners, if this podcast just seems really off to you, like McCoy and I are saying things just in the wrong moments and making untasteful jokes or interrupting people. Uh, Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Just fucked yourself so hard. Everything's normal. Everything's everything's just fine. Exactly. Oh, God. Indeed. Dude, it's so ridiculous, though, because, like, before the fucking show, um, we were just talking about if you guys, and by you guys, I'm actually referring to the audience here. And you can't respond, so deal with that shit. Um, but, like, <laughs> we've all consumed content and wanted to sh- scream back, especially when they ask us direct questions. Like, what's your favorite product that we sponsored today? Um, but, like, <laughs> Magic spoon! <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. But, yeah, like, we were we were talking about the Fallout Frontier mod, which is, like, one of those things where it's, like, it's almost amazing to me that it even makes news because it's a mod. Like, yeah, of a game from a million years for ago. seven years. And people love that game, and they wanted this to be good. Yeah, but here's, like, the... What is this, like, the fucking dirty admittance for me? But, like, okay, it's been developed for seven years, and I haven't heard of it for one... Any single of those years. I've You're never heard of this. You're part of that community, man. <laughs> I guess not. People knew. But anyways, apparently it's hilarious. There's a ton of videos online about this shit. You don't need us to, like, do a poor job of explaining what the fuck is going down with that. But what I will say is that, holy shit, guys, there is a reference in that mod that at least the video that I was watching is, like, pointing at and being like, yeah, it's just so creepy. There's this character named May Caulfield instead of Max Caulfield. And it is, like, a direct reference to Life is Strange. And the character even says, like, God, when i turn 18 like i can't wait it, it was just <laughs> dude it fucking killed me especially because the guy in the video is sitting there the whole time being like i just don't get this shit it's really creepy why should you keep talking about being 18 <laughs> like the voice actor is too creeped out and doesn't want to say this shit i'm like well technically I that's mean, look, actually <laughs> we agree it's creepy to repeatedly <laughs> yeah. say that you're 18 yep. but is it what life is strange did boy yes it is yeah that's your ass it is well, yeah, and, like, not even that, but at least the screenshot that you guys sent over to me, they talk about their friend Chloe hanging out on an overpass, and I'm just, like, there's too many similarities to just this statement yeah. alone where the creator of this mod did not just, like, probably they just played through Life is Strange being like, hmm, that's really odd that they keep on bringing up their 18. Let's make a mod. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Apparently, you can have sex with a Deathclaw in that, but it's just like a fucking story And there's adventure. like a lizard people sex dungeon. Yeah, which that's reasonable. Um, But like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just... <sighs> Oh man, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's everything, everything to deal with any game mods. Like it's just unsurprising to me that there was somebody who played through the game saying, "You know what could make this game better? Lizard people sex dungeons." <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's isn't what this that game what you wanted the entire yeah. time you played Fallout New Vegas? <clears throat> I mean, honestly, I don't know. It's hella fun to be too because it's also mods. It's also- every time you see a death claw, you think, "Hmm." You know what really Well, actually, yes. Because when Can early I game put my death claws. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I know, and it is exactly that. It is not. It, it, it's there never, and I could be wrong because, again, I didn't play the mod, so fuck this. But it's never like, I can't wait to, like, how much? How do I phrase this? It's always putting your dick in something. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's, like, an element <laughs> of putting your dick. Yeah, it's. I don't know. <laughs> 
gotta say there, that. These aren't women out there making these mods. Maybe they are. Like, I have no idea. But I do think that in my head, canon at least, it's putting your dick in a death class the only way. Although, what I will say, though, is okay. in early game in Fallout, I, I mean, I thought about getting fucked by a death call a lot, not in a sexual way, but they fucking one-shot you, so there's that, too, um, <laughs> where they fuck your shit up. And so maybe someone thought, like, how do you get it back? But I don't know. Is this Fallout 3, Fallout 3 New Vegas? It's mod, Fallout New Vegas. It? Yeah, it's a yeah. mod for New Vegas, mm-hmm. so, which right, we should also right, right, note, right. while we think that the um, death claw thing and the lizard sex dungeon are funny, there are some larger issues with this mod about the people yeah. who made it, who did some things that are very, very not okay. We get all that, but lizard sex dungeons are like funny. Like putting a... Oh, okay. And so yeah, is yeah. this reference no, to but, Life is see, Strange. See, that's the thing. Is like I feel really bad about this mod in particular because i get that yeah apparently like the some of the or one particular person who made it may have done some bad things on their personal social media uh and so then that like starts the fire right and people are coming through shit and noticing that you can have sex with death claws and being like did you have a part in this of course you and did. you can make like a teenage girl <laughs> like, you're a sex slave yeah it's, yeah it's, there's some questionable yeah, stuff yes. going on yeah but the thing is like i don't you should watch the death class sex scene. It's just trolly as hell. It's all text. Like it's like it's like a romance novel with the death. It's just dumb, man. It's just <laughs> dumb. And and I will be the first to admit that I like dumb shit. Now not dumb shit that's like crazy, okay? I have a line, all right? Yeah. I'm not a lunatic. But like, you know, it's stupid as hell. And I I think that's funny. I think that the problem with it, and look, we don't really know, but I think the problem is like it was this mod was like it was like seven years in development. It was gonna like make New Vegas this whole new thing. It was gonna add so much, and then it comes out and it's just like hilarious death claw sex scenes that are just text based. Yeah, and I don't think it quite lived up to its expectations, and there are other issues with it. So I think overall, it fell flat. That's your review of a, of watching a video of playing this <laughs> that mod. That's my review of watching a video. How many thumbs would you mod. give it, Elena? <laughs> I would give it a thumb down. I think. Thumb up for the for the funny weird death claw scene. Thumb up for the bizarre lizard sex dungeon. You should also go watch the video for that because they gave them all like really strong lisps and it's very disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against people with lisps. I have a lisp, but but just the way they they're not they're poorly done and it's just not good. Like thumbs up for that. Well, it's, but it's the way it's down written. overall. It's the way it's written. If you if you want to really like get down to the the nuts and bolts of it, the writer put s's like in, in words that like you wouldn't list and so the voice actors yeah. are trying their fucking ass off to read <laughs> yeah, these lines it is rough. so hard to read that <laughs> like, so there's a writing problem in this there's a writing there problem is. In this mod. Yeah. there is mm-hmm. there's a lot of problems in that mod go watch some videos about it laugh mm-hmm. enjoy yourself mm-hmm. be sad if you were looking forward to it mm-hmm. and then Play some Magic the Gathering. Wow. Because that's the game that we played this <laughs> hey. week. Nailed it, guys. Nailed oh it. Definitely. Nailed it. Okay. Oh, wait. Now, should we introduce the podcast? Hold on. Before she even does that, James, <laughs> can you do me a solid? Is is th- This is a t- small technical note. Sorry. I won't cut this out of the podcast. Deal with this. Yeah. Um, James, can you hear Zoe popping or is that on my end? Zoe, speak. Am I popping? Really? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. All right, clap sync. Three, two, one. Oh, dude, that is hella delayed. Okay, we are right back, ladies and gentlemen. Quick technical pause there. It's like all the esports events I was watching over the mm-hmm. weekend where they technical pause all over the place. Are they cheating <laughs> by saying their mouse is broken, but they're really trying to broke, uh, break their opponent's momentum? I don't know. 
Let's find out. But before then, and before we ever, ever talk about that ever again, let's talk about magic. Indeed. Wow. That's right. We are the Tyranny of Thumbs Gaming Podcast, <laughs> where we play a game each week and then we talk about it. We have our usual su- right. suspects of myself, Zoe, James, and McCoy. And we are joined Hello. again this week with Elena. Hello. And yeah, last week we uh, we played Hearthstone. And mm. then I know when we were figuring out scheduling for this game, like what the games were going to be in the coming weeks, uh, James brought up that he really wanted us to play Magic, but not just play Magic. He said, I want to know what it's like to play Magic the Gathering from a beginner's perspective, from the perspective of mm. people who've never played the game before. And that's where we come in. So again, I think like, <laughs> maybe well set up, well set up. Nice. I, I think uh, you know like, it, we, we did give the uh, we did give the disclaimer at the beginning of the at the top of the Hearthstone podcast of like, hey, if you're looking for like talk about meta and talk on a really professional level, please don't like work. We don't have that. Yeah. Um. There's plenty I, I of people making <laughs> high quality, yeah, high level magic content on the internet. Um. We will not. Yeah. Yep. You could message James directly. I won't tell you how. You could write in the tyranny thumbs at gmail.com and directly ask James his thoughts on the meta. And I'm sure he'd do like five minutes of research for you and answer. But other than that. I mean, yeah, I have opinions. Yeah, yeah, he has thoughts. We try to keep those out of this podcast. No, I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. James is the only one that might have. You can ask me my thoughts on the, um, the big wave of bands that just happened today. Is it um, across a whole bunch of formats? Um, but, uh, we're not really going to get into that because format isn't really something we got to, Nope. um, over the past week. Um, we kind of just barely made it to what people tend to call kitchen table magic, which is to say you get a pile of cards that you own and you fight other people on the kitchen table, Mm -hmm. uh, casually. For fun. What about a picnic table? Yeah, that works too. Never mind. Sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> no, it definitely doesn't work because if you're trying to play magic outside, like I did, like with Yu-Gi-Oh, wherever the fucking Pokemon when I was a kid. Mm, cards are blowing everywhere. Cards are blowing everywhere. You better have fucking cases on that shit because, dude, one time a bird like like shat on one of my cards. It was like really, <laughs> honestly, it was really sad. And I was devastated. Like, I was devastated. And I thought to myself, like, and I actually remember like pondering this question: Was it like, would it have been better if it shat on me instead? <laughs> I think it would have been. Why you hate birds? That's so why much? you use card sleeves. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. No, after that, I was like, "Mom, I need card sleeves," and she was like, "That's how they upsell you. Bird just shits on one of your cards, and they just upsell you from there." So fair enough. Okay. So probably indoors, best place okay, to so play kitchen table magic, look. and it's even better with an online client. That's now, the first piece of advice that we have for our listeners. Play it inside or play it on the computer. Yeah. Where the birds can't get you. Dude, honestly, That's right. over the course of my life, I have played a number of video games outside, and it is a novelty that wears off quickly when the screen is just hard to see. Uh-huh. Like, and you just can't really, like, do it. I mean, the air is great. Oh, Listen, I just remember, like, countless times, like, at in college, like, having my hand held. Like, I think I, what did I bring over? I Dude, guess. Who it, knows back then? It, it wasn't it, it wasn't the time of the switch anyway the point is it was like a game like a handheld gaming thing i think i brought my nintendo or my game boy sp 
over. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go out into the quad and I'm going to play this game. I think I sat out there for about five minutes before I was like, okay, I can't see shit. I'm going back inside. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, dude. Honestly, dude, my little secret is that I actually feel, and I should not have described it that way. That is just so awful. I gave, it you, brings a, back I gave so, you a little bit of a look. God, so many is it, fucking is it memories of, of that dirty related little secret to death song. Yep. <laughs> reasonable um it's definitely not um but it's just that i don't think i like m- most things that i enjoy just outside instead of inside like i enjoy <laughs> many outside activities but they are not like the inside activities like brought out there mm-hmm. like dude when it's mm-hmm. really bright outside and you're trying to read a book and it's like even though it's a page it's a physical page it's still reflecting like an ungodly amount of light into your eyes and you're just like Ugh! you know <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, you guys. I don't know. So, okay. Um, I actually wanted to talk quickly or ask quickly, James, to tell us a little bit. You don't have to give the complete thing and you don't have to know the real answer. But <clears throat> you were telling me before that there was a bit of a history to the Magic clients, right? The, the, the inside version of Magic that you'd play on your computer, right? This one we played today is like some newer shit, right? Yeah. Um, this is the, the newer premier online Magic client. Um, they came out with one a long time ago called Magic the Gathering Online. Um, and it looks like it was built in Excel. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's just, it's very, um, technically accurate and, and usable, but like, it hurts your eyes to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like the '90s, just but like the like the internet yeah. that you used in the '90s. It looks exactly. Like that. It, it looks really like does. The, it really does. You know OS ten. You know what I mean? Like when Mac like made that giant leap into like things are beautiful now. Nope. Yes. Okay. It's, I do. It's know like that. OS nine, bro. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? You're absolutely okay. right. That's that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like it looks like the pre OS ten days of just like just like brutal functionality yeah yeah um in fact i do think james probably i know james posted some photos to the discord i'll make sure to add those to the instagram so you can see just what a travesty it looks like because i remember james like posted that being Mm -hmm. like this is what it used to look like i'm like thank god we're not playing that this week yeah (laughs) yeah i know like i learned how to play magic um i think in middle school um, I didn't like own any cards. Maybe I got a few packs and then I really started playing with my friends who were actually good at magic in high school. And then I kind of stopped in college, um, until magic, the gathering arena came out. And then I was like, finally a way to play that doesn't like offend my sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And I got back into it. Also, I was kind of flagging on Hearthstone at the time, as I mentioned last week. But um, yeah, so I think that there is a huge value in like aesthetic quality um, in in the playability of your game, um, despite what some uh, purists of uh game mechanics over everything have to say about it 
Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah I... so that game came out a long time ago. They have every magic card ever printed in that client. Um, yeah. So they can do some things that Magic the Gathering Arena cannot do. Um, but yeah, this is the uh, the newer, sexier version. James, is this just the story of Magic? It's just like they constantly have to maintain that old shit because they printed it and fuck me. Like the same thing with this that mm-hmm. online client. They're like, well, yeah. I guess we just still have a dev team on this thing. It's the same way that we still have... Like, dude, because, like, you could tell there's, like, a history with this game because we were watching this tutorial video. Um, and at one point, he references, like, you can pr- use any version of the card printed yep. from any set because it's the same card. Mm-hmm. Like, they reprint cards. I didn't understand this premise. But basically, they're like, yo, we could have Lightning Bolt again in this set. Like, that would work. Like, we should have yeah. it. Um, so then I realized, oh, fuck, there's motherfuckers walking around with, like, OG lightning bolt. And they're, like, throwing that down in the middle of a tournament somewhere. And they just feel baller. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, that, like, the history, I could feel the history of it, like, kind of coming through, like, yo, I got first-gen lightning bolt. Like, the fuck do you have? That new shit? Fuck that shit. Um, and so I feel like that attitude of, like, yo, that old shit, it, like, it's still here. It still works. It's still awesome. It's kind of even retro and amazing is probably why they still pay people to, to use that other magic client. Makes sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's some really cool formats and um, play modes that are available there that aren't available on Arena. Um, the most popular ways to play magic are probably... Um, Commander and um, I think Modern probably is one of the most popular. Um, Modern being a format where everything is legal uh, except for banned stuff since like I don't know the exact date but they changed 2003. It's a ridiculously long time ago. It was in the yeah, tutorial I remember, video. I remember when they changed the art style back in 2003. And I was like, whoa, this looks so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently they created a new format called Modern back then. Um, and it's what's called, uh, I forget the word. Um, but basically, it's it's a format where it the the card pool only grows over the years um so basically things get more and more broken <laughs> mm-hmm. uh okay. as more uh combos appear it's kind um, of like wild and hearthstone except that they had a point where they started it they were like yes. yo ship of war here is essentially they were like we actually ha- are gonna balance it we promise <laughs> like from here on forward we're gonna try like, that's what it feels like. Is that like? Do you know about why the cutoff, or was it little? It feels from the outside like. So there's we, a new, yeah. There's a new. I don't know. Maybe it's called an eternal format. Um, there's a new one called historic, which is hilarious because it's the newest one and it has the fewest cards. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> of any of these kinds of formats, um, but it's basically all of the cards that are available on Magic: The Gathering Arena. Um, mm. is just a format now. Okay. Um, 
And I think that they did that so that they could have tournaments in it on arena and not have to like specifically add cards to arena to get them into the format. They can, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, so that one's called historic. Um, there's also like legacy and, and, um, some other ones. Um, I'm not an expert at these things. I just tend to play standard um, and limited. Oh, James, here's a question. Just because, okay, right? If you trace this, trace this back to Among Us and yeah. to to this content creator called Gabby Sparts that was recommended by a friend of the show, Cameron. She mm-hmm. plays something called Cube? Question mark. What is Cube? That's right. So Cube is um sort of a a personalized limited format uh limited is um there's a bunch of different ways to play in limited but basically you're restricted to a specific pool of cards um like a set <clears throat> like for example the new set that just came out Kaldheim so Kaldheim limited you tend to either um, open packs like at the table um, and build your deck from those packs. That's called sealed or draft where you draft packs from that set. Um, choosing one card, passing the rest of them along to the next person uh, and doing that until you run out. Um, or you could have like constructed decks just restricted to that set. Um, cube has a kind of custom set that you call the cube, um, where somebody has specifically chosen all of these cards, um, for some reason, um, maybe they play really well together. Maybe you can, um, build some really crazy combos. Um, and um, they choose all of those cards from the a specific set or format. <clears throat> Tend to put one of each card into the cube, and then you draft from that set. So... You basically create fake packs. Um, Everybody gets three fake packs. Opens one, drafts like normal, um, etc. And then you try to kind of make the most broken deck from those cards that you're offered. Um, What's kind of cool about Cube is that unlike limited where um it tends to be a very board focused format where the creatures really matter um the power level is much higher of kind of every card so you can create kind of insane combos out of the um the things that you're offered one turn kills um 
or just really interesting um, control setups or ridiculously broken aggro. <laughs> um, so it's kind of whoever's broken stuff is better. Um, but there's a lot of skill involved. I kind of call it the deep end of magic. Um, you have to really intimately know what's in the cube. So like what might be offered three packs from now. Um, and you have to kind of know what everybody else is kind of going for in your pod of, of drafters to kind of figure out what might be passed to you. Okay. That reminds me like a lot of like, I guess like auto, I, this is going to be like a very watered down, but like auto battlers, like team fight tactics is one that I think of. That's like that. Just in that, like you mm -hmm. have to pick a composition that not a lot of people are playing or else you don't get the characters. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. So that's all kind of draft Absolutely. related, like this magic core draft thing. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. Interesting. James, is this something that is designed by the community? Do the developers make the cube? Who makes the cube? Can it even be played in a room? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so um, the cubes are made by different people. Um, I think some of them are actually community made. I don't know entirely. I think the ones that are like cube as a as a concept was developed by the community, um, and it it spread because people would bring their cube to uh, tournaments, and then when people were knocked out of the tournament, they would gather together and cube together, uh, draft the cube, and play, and um, so that kind of um, introduced a bunch of of very high-level players to the concept of the cube. Um, and it, I guess, kind of spread like wildfire through that. Um, I think that the, the cubes that you see on Magic Online are made by um, pros or ex-pros. Um, I don't know exactly who they are, but that's my understanding from things that I've heard the, uh, the streamers say, like Gabby Sparts. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, I feel like magic has such an old school, not design, but like maybe design but like in other words bro games used to be like this too like the fact that there's physical cards mean any format that the community can create that gets popular mm -hmm. is a format and so outside so of that commander as well which is the most popular way to play magic these days was um, just community commander was created by the community almost mm -hmm. everything was created by the community except like standard <laughs> Like sixty yeah. card constructed. Right. Uh, yeah. My That's guess cool. is the draft was created by the community, but I'm not certain about that. Mm -hmm. Um. But now, like, the sets are, um, actually built with draft in mind. Um, 
this the sets are built with commander in mind commander i haven't really explained to probably any of you um where you have a commander for your deck which is a legendary creature um mm -hmm. and then you have a 99 card deck Holy which shit. um <laughs> yeah which All you can only put one of each card um, that you put in into the deck. So it's, I guess, called a Highlander format. So um, apparently, James, correct me if I'm wrong, but apparently <clears throat> the premise of all singletons is that yes. it's less about like s combos that you're looking to hit exactly. Like it's less about exactness and like stacking your deck with like four copies of this card and four copies of this card and hoping to like build a strategy. It's, it's more like you play with what comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and uh, the colors of the cards in your deck can only be the colors which are referenced on your commander card. Mm. Cool. Um, and so it's, it's like a... I guess it's a really fun format because it's also multiplayer. It's more than two-player. Oh. Um. It's like four or more even. I, I don't know how many. I bet you could play with two, but um, hopefully you have more friends than just one. <laughs> Unlucky. Small in there. Because if you're playing commander just as a pair, you're losers. Yeah, you're just losers. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's There's exactly no question about it. Mm -hmm. Um. And, Unless you're uh, already playing Magic, which is like a stack against you. Listen, like I'm not saying that right, people exactly, who are yeah. Magics aren't play Magic are nerds, but I'm just saying that's definitely the rep, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's definitely the rep. So you're fighting that rep. I feel like we Magic is arguably like the nerdiest game out there. Like if you wanted to like pick a be, game, yeah. mm -hmm. if you wanted to like peg someone as a nerd and you're like writing a screen, you know, like a screenplay or something, mm -hmm. I feel like they would play Magic or they'd play D and D. D and D with like the other those, one, and they're both like those mm -hmm. old school. Mm -hmm. nerdy games it's really rules funny heavy. that yes yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's rules heavy for sure like i feel like that's just i think that is where the 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 rep comes from it's like the amount of opportunities in D and D and magic to say well actually when someone tries to do something is like yeah astronomical <laughs> slide your depth slide of your knowledge. glasses up your nose <laughs> yeah like, i was thinking about that a lot as we were playing magic as new people, but also like comparing the experience of playing Hearthstone, um, there are so many more rules in Magic. And actually, the online client, I think, does a really nice job of cluing you into them. And like, it's easy, it's much easier to learn um, than like when McCoy and I originally played Magic very briefly. We played with actual like car cards. And then mm -hmm. we don't have an online client that's like, no, you can't actually do that. Or like, do you, you know, you, to get the orders wrong and you get the rules wrong because you don't remember. Mm -hmm. um, so I think in that way, like they, the online client does a really nice job. But this, the I feel like the skill cap for Magic is like just a thousand times higher than it is for Hearthstone. It's so much deeper as a game. I think because of like the rules that they, the the amount of different 
types and varieties of rules and spells and sorceries and enchantments and like they all have very specific meanings and specific moments to use them and, and interactions like interactions if, if this dies does the enchantment go away yeah. does the armor or equipment go exactly. away these sorts of questions like watching james james we watched um play and i'm gonna call it an arena run james could you provide the magic term for what you played it was I mean, a we quick did draft a, we did a quick draft which is right. against bots and we did that so that I could explain the cards right. that I was picking along the way. And I didn't just have like 15 seconds to make <laughs> a choice. Just, yeah, rapidly picking. <clears throat> where I wouldn't have been able to talk at all. Um, yeah. But you had that, that helmet, the dro- dro- Draugr? Draugr's helm. Yeah. Draugr's helm. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, the way that that card works is unlike mm-hmm. anything I've ever seen before in a card game where you can, like, put yeah. in a creature, but then you can move it. And there's, like, all this, mm-hmm. like, sort of high level. I mean, I think, like, once you know how to do it, it's maybe not high level, but there's a trick to how you use that card and, like, how you move it around. And if the creature dies, the helmet doesn't get destroyed. Like, there's a lot of really interesting things mm-hmm. there that Hearthstone is just like, fuck you, you can't do that. Like, it, it's not, Hearthstone is not interested in allowing you to have those types of interactions, whereas because they existed in Magic when it was just cards, they have to exist now on the online client. And I feel like it just makes for a game that is so much deeper. It's very difficult to learn as a beginner. Um, but I would imagine that the skill cap is just so much higher. Yeah. Yeah, You can tell, I think one of the ways that, I mean, it's obvious, obviously, for many different ways, including the, the times we played it earlier and didn't understand what's going on, but also watching an hour-long tutorial video is also hilarious, and imagine doing that for Hearthstone. Um, but, like, one, of, it's just subtle things. Like, I know we were, we grouped this week a couple of times to play Magic, like, streamed and stuff, just to make sure that we could, like, basically just get knowledge from James um, <laughs> and not be totally lost. <laughs> And at, at one point, uh, like Zoe was driving through some color challenge and was just sort of like, can I not drive anymore? Like, this is like hard as fuck. Like, do you know <laughs> yeah, like just, the, just, just like, the intensity of it, you know? Yeah. There's so many rules. Yeah. <clears throat> and there, there are, are so many different steps and interactions in a turn. And which makes it mean that there's just so many different ways to misplay. Yeah. Right. And like, the problem I with think that's playing... the. That's the main thing, I think, is just the different phases when playing that just makes it unlike anything, like, especially Hearthstone. Like, Hearthstone, it's like you you play your cards until your mana is empty or whatnot, and then, like, that's, you, you, you you, you, you pick who the cards target, but that's essentially it. Yeah. Um, and, like, in, in Magic, you know, you have your... You have your land placing phase, which like that's pretty self-explanatory. That makes sense. But then it's also the the actual card playing turn. Then there's the attack phase, the block phase, the consider like you you have to consider yeah, the block like phase. Past the blockers. Yeah, past the blockers, yeah. block phase. Then but then like the block phase is not the same as the damage phase, which is then when the actual damage is dealt. And so like Mm-hmm. you take and you the can do easy... things during each of those phases like there are different strategies and cards to be played during each one of those moments and the reason why it's exactly. this way is not just because you can do things during those different phases it's because your opponent can do things on your turn that's the yeah. key difference with hearthstone hearthstone's only way to deal with that 
is secrets, which are automatic. So in other words, you could get up and leave for your turn. Not here. Here, it's constantly asking the opponent, like, is it okay if I do this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it I'm okay if I attack with this? Yeah. I'm going to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to play that card you have in your hand? It's all we know you have it. It's all because of that Yu-Gi-Oh shit like from back in the day where it was like, you fell into my trap card. You know what I mean? Like that <laughs> yeah. whole meme from you. You it's like my trap card. Yeah. yeah. Hey, wait, James, I have a question that you may or may not have yeah. an answer to that just occurred to me. Okay, so if you're playing Magic as a card game with physical cards and yeah. say a person plays a sorcery, mm-hmm. you just, you can either play another, you can play, you can respond to that with an instant sorcery if you're the opposing person or not. But you don't have to like, but in the online client, it stops and it asks, it like, it, it turns the, the, you know what I'm trying to say? It stops and it, you can, there's a visible pause when you have to approve it. If you have a card in your hand, that is an instant that you could possibly yeah. play then. I'm like, does that change how competitive magic works? Because you can't hide the fact that you have an instant in your hand. Like your opponent knows because the game just asked if you want to use it basically. Or does so, it every time? I'm going to make a shocking revelation here. Mm-hmm. I've never played competitive magic. Okay. Damn. I was wondering if you'd um, watch competitive magic or like heard someone <laughs> talk about it. Because it strikes me as like that actually seems <clears> like it might. So my so, guess is it might be in the settings somewhere to like disable that yeah, or enable probably that. you don't need that if you're really I'm good. not sure. But I yeah, don't know, but I'd be really curious. Yeah, if you knows? know the answer to this, write in it to so, me. So wait, what, what is your question again? What What is okay. your specific question? I just want to know if it changes how competitive players are able to play. Because if you're playing the physical card game with physical cards, there's no oh. um, there's no like computer that's, that's going back and forth. Mm-hmm. You mean you like tell. it's like. It's telling the opponent like they don't have a response because yeah. it, it didn't like, ever pass you, priority. Just, yeah, it doesn't ever yeah. pass priority. Yeah. Yes. So if you're playing competitively, you set it. There's a setting um, mm-hmm. in the gameplay options, which is um, basically um, full control. You actually click the control button. To get full control, mm-hmm. whoever chose that was smart. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's not true about everything about this client, but control to get full control is perfect. Um, and then that will basically allow you to basically you have to click accept to everything. Even if you don't have Even a if you play. don't have it. Yeah. See, so it, it probably did fuck with competitive play. And then they were like, nah, fuck, we got to turn that off. Well, they kind of I think that it one was, in, was anticipated. Maybe built in. Um, yeah, I guess if I just was built thought of it this. right now, yeah. having never played competitive <laughs> magic or really competitively played yeah. any card game, somebody probably thought, of, probably thought of that during the development process. But the thing is, like, if you're playing with cards like for real in person um at a non-competitive level what tends to happen is somebody says i play this and then i play this and then the other person Mm -hmm. says no 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 wait yeah Yeah. no 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 i counter the first thing and then you're like shit i just showed them the next thing and now they know what i have and then you're like all right well i don't do that second thing just um, shamefully put it back in my hands. 
exactly. Exactly. Um, you put it under your sleeve. And so. Like, wait for this next game on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate part of all these card games being online is that people who learned magic tricks when they were young, like, for instance, Double Lift, not to reference the professional, but to reference the magic act of picking up two cards at once. Oh, you mean cheaters can't cheat as easily Yeah, it's anymore? unfortunate. Um <laughs> <laughs> that you can't mm-hmm. use the fucking like fifth grade like six months that I spent practicing card tricks <laughs> is an unfortunate. So uh, you can't like shuffle your deck illegally. Yeah, exactly. Although I noticed in the in the how to video that we watched, it mentioned that you have to pass your deck to your um, opponent oppo- to your opponent it. to shuffle it before you can mm-hmm. play it, like one mm-hmm. last time. Yep. Which I think mm-hmm. is both a nice act of sportsmanship and means that people were stacking their decks as you would do. Obviously. You also can. You also can't do what's called the gentleman's mulligan, where you look at your opponent and you say, I got no lands, I'm going to mulligan. And they say, I also got no lands, I'm going to mulligan. Mm. And then you're like, should we just draw seven cards again? And they're like, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, that feels like bullshit. <laughs> Which is really them just being like, I don't want these cards. Do you also not want those cards? But like, no, no, no. Fair. But like, if you're playing with friends, yeah, it's all chilling. then it's fine. Yeah, but you can't yeah. do that If you're playing competitively, then fuck that. Yeah, that's well, but but at the same time, if you both agree, no. Yeah. If you no. both agree that you're both gonna mulligan, yeah, it's a you, gentleman's mulligan. You draw six cards. Then yeah, you, you both draw six cards. Actually, <laughs> wow. I will wow. say, I yeah. want to play with Elena. Jeez, out of a fr- out of a, like a two oh. groups of siblings, I yeah. used to cheat hardcore at card games. <laughs> because I was the oldest and therefore I not the smartest but like just the one who realized that you could cheat <laughs> like ugh. look friends if you're listening to this I am so sorry but Monopoly there's a reason I was the banker it's because I stole money and in the age of mythology game that we had I just straight up stacked my deck guys like there was no randomness to how those cards were drawn <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I love Confessions like, coming wow. out tonight. <laughs> I know. I know. It's actually like knowing Elena, I, this is not surprising at all to me. Um, it's, just take that for what you will. But like, yeah. It's, I was little. It's, what's really funny to me is that I, I once talked to a friend of mine about like the, because I, I never cheated at anything. Like not. intentionally at Knowing least. McCoy, this is also not surprising Yeah, to me. like never. Um, because I think of myself yeah exactly because mm-hmm. i except yeah except for playing protoss when at he, like, all he loves to play white and magic with all the angels <laughs> That's what creatures. I mean. like, yeah, yeah yeah my aesthetic yeah. is white and magic it's it's honorable and and there's it's no like other color the color that's trashed on for being the worst yeah exactly but but then i'm the type of guy that like i would win with white or die trying because I think the angels look cool or something <laughs> um which is not a great strategic choice but he's like Beautiful in its mm-hmm. own way. But uh, I remember talking to a friend of mine like about the intricacies. Because basically, like again, like I, didn't, I never cheated at anything, including school. And so I didn't know what it was about. But I was like actually curious to know. And what was hella funny, I was like, we were, I think it was brought up because uh, another set of kids or whatever got caught for cheating. Like copying each other's answers or something like that mm-hmm. on a test. 
and they were just like getting the same shit wrong but in like in ridiculous ways that make no sense and like everything just looked the same and i was talking to this other friend of mine and he's like no you don't understand and i was like yeah these guys are idiots right this is so dumb and he's like no which well yes he's like but what you're actually telling me and what's actually real is that they're just bad at cheating he's like i'm just good at cheating so i don't get caught and he's like and that's what i've learned and he like he splayed it out for me like well this is how you do it at a high level and he's like if you're gonna cheat you have to do it really well like really elegantly and put a lot of thought into it and he's like honestly I, I think i'm still learning shit it's just not in the lesson and i'm like what the fuck it was crazy so in other words stacking a deck is actually a hard thing to do because you have to figure out what the draw order is going to be like if it's if it's in, in like a game like maybe age of mythology which maybe you pass the cards to different people like there's you have to order Age of mythology probably. had a card game excuse oh, me my god james my parents still have it in our basement next time we see each other post quarantine i will bring age of mythology there are like figurines there are cards there are boards it's incredible isn't this like the age of empires game yes. that yes it is has gods yeah yeah it's also awesome okay it's so it's so good but all right weird wait i have a question because we were just talking about colors mm-hmm. and how mccoy's favorite magic color is white zoe did you develop mm-hmm. a favorite magic color this week um well, so I mainly did the color challenges. So actually, I can answer this question. Um, nice. <laughs> no, so uh, I think actually my favorite color that like, I, I like the cards that come out of it. Now, whether or not I can play it well is a different story, but I did like uh, the green deck, mm-hmm. the forest. Mm. Um, they had a lot of a cool- woman of culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, that's, that's such a compliment. I love that. Um, I, and in a way, it's like I have the elementary understanding where I'm like, these cards have dinosaurs on them. Yeah, that's I pretty much dinosaurs. also why I like green. <laughs> I'm like, this character has a sweet bow and the arrows are green. <laughs> and there's that new card that's just a chariot full of cats. I mean, how exactly. could you not want that? But like, I, I think I also liked it because a lot of those cards had um, just abilities that um I, I liked, like, there's the spiders that have reach, so they can yeah. actually, like, reach flying creatures, which are hella annoying. Yeah. Um, as well as, like, the, all the dinosaurs, because they're dinosaurs, they have an aptly named uh, technique called trample. And so I just love trampling over uh, other people's cards a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, yeah, like I said, fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, like, yeah. magic is, like, I feel like often like we said you know it's 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 the thing you might you might think negatively of it on the outside but dude like and it does have like a really intense like like dark almost brooding client like there's a lot of black and like dark right and like glowing things like in the magic client whereas hearthstone's like hey you know just like <laughs> come on in yeah but i will say dude the card art and magic is fucking baller man like it's not to so mention cool. that they do also credit the artists for the card art. I mm-hmm. I also thought that was that's a very small thing, but that's actually really cool that like yeah. they actually say like, hey, do you like how this elf looks? Here's the artist. Check out some more of their shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like I don't know why, and maybe this is just me because I like fantasy worlds or whatever, but I actually think it's easier to like imagine 
the fight or something going on and imagine how epic and awesome it is even though the numbers are like dinosaur versus zombie army well it just seems (laughs) cool and like the numbers are hilarious because it's like two two and in hearthstone that would be nothing right and then magic it's like well so two two is a giant it's just like a (laughs) it's just a small giant you're like okay (laughs) (laughs) you know um but the card art is so badass like imagining a dinosaur yeah like you said fighting a fucking like swamp of you know zombies like like that is i think that's cool i don't know it just it feels Mm. cool with the card art and the way that it just everything's so fucking epic everything i was gonna say like opening packs with james was always great just because i got to see just all the cool ones like james has just posted one of the discord space godzilla death corona it's just freaking this is a card that was printed like in march of last year and then immediately they had to change the name um (laughs) it was for like a special promotional like crossover with godzilla where they made alternate art for a bunch of creatures that were just Godzillas. So what's the uh, Corona? Yeah, Space, Coro- Space Godzilla Death Corona. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. Unfortunate. Unlucky. James, what are you? What's your favorite color? I like playing green. Um, I am Suck what is called boy. a Timmy. Um, <laughs> they have they have names. Okay. There's there's three main, like, archetypical uh, magic player types. Um, they're, I mean, they're stereotypes, but there's Timmy, there's Johnny, and there's Spike. Uh, because only boys play magic. Right. Um, that makes sense to me. <laughs> Timmy's uh, like to to play big creatures and cast big spells. Um, just because it's exciting to get an eight eight down and smash through your opponent's board, hell yeah. Um, or just like amass a million mana and play something just totally ridiculous. I also like red for that. I like the really big red stuff that's just wildly unplayable. <laughs> um, it's really fun because like if you actually get it on the board because your opponent whiffed on everything, um, then you can win. But otherwise, you just lose because you have these cards in your deck. <clears throat> um, nice. Like the one that... It's an enchantment that triples the damage that all of your red sources do. Um, but it costs six, and it's an enchantment, so usually you just lose when you play it. Anyways, um... So I'm a Timmy. There's also Johnnies who um, like to build ridiculous complex um, combos um, and like draw through their whole deck in one turn and then win that way. Um, And then Spikes like to do what is the competitively best thing and just actually win. Um, Mm, They seem lame. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) yeah um but yeah i mean they're just like kind of fun um like things that you can you can look at in yourself and be like ah yes this is me Mm -hmm. um 
or like they want but the yeah. perfect like curated i don't know it's, it's funny i'm connecting it to dominion where i like want the perfect deck and then while i'm building the perfect deck somebody else just wins <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude like my deck is so ridiculously strong you guys have no idea They're like then win bro I'm like well i wouldn't want to put victory points in here that would ruin, this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ruin wow. yeah so there's that awesome what about you lena i like green yeah, there's a lot of green. I also, by the way, I also like green. I just want to clarify <laughs> that I don't. You want to be a part of the club? No, it's just I. I like the aesthetic of white a lot. Although yeah. I like a lot of their aesthetics. Although, um, I will say I like. I mean, so the I aesthetics like... of Magic are just awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like green a lot. Like, I, like I also like green. white. Yeah. And black and blue. Black kind of freaks me out, but I think that realistically, <laughs> sure. like the way that I like playing is i like playing super aggressive like red decks which mm-hmm. i think is probably like i don't know if it's anything like hearthstone it's probably like the lowest skill version of magic it's just like hit their faces with all of your things um but i find that enjoyable so while yes the community complains about red aggro and they're like like me dumb me play aggro um <laughs> All the competitive players are like, aggro is hard. There's a lot of decisions that you have to make, and you don't have a lot of mana to make them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's the turn off your brain and play aggro. Um, if you want to play it well. Yeah, I mean, I played a pretty high level game of green black aggro squirrel deck the other day, and it was, you know, it was intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I saw you won it too. I did win it. I did. How many I, wins I, did you was, get in that run? Oh, I've only played one game. Mm-hmm. I haven't had time oh, to play another. Oh, but you won it. But I won so it. So you have a hundred percent win rate with so that deck far, so far. I'm swinging one for one. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Pretty sick. I think that was my proudest accomplishment this week was drafting a quick draft deck and then winning a game with it. Like, I don't care if I now go on to lose three more games, which will likely be what happens, but just, like, drafting a deck and having it win once and being like, oh, it's a real deck. So, I mean, sort of. Yeah. Is my proudest accomplishment in Magic. It worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, that's, it's impressive. Like, you've been playing this game for less than a week, yeah. effectively. Although and I, you you I drafted a think, deck that won its first game. Like, credit where credit is yeah. due, though. Like, we played Hearthstone the week before. I've played Hearthstone before no. that. I've watched Hearthstone with McCoy. But also, like, we've spent a lot of time this year playing Slay the Spire. And I actually think mm. that Slay the Spire is a game that, like, turned my card game skills around. Because I was deeply bad at card games. Um like really just did not understand how they worked until I put a lot of time into Slay the Spire. And now I feel like I can take that to any card game. And even though, you know, magic is like infinitely more complex than Slay the Spire for a whole bunch of reasons. The I don't fully concepts agree with that, that you yeah. learn okay, fair enough. But like the concepts that you learn in Slay the Spire are kind of like core card game concepts and like core decisions that you learn to make. Um and I feel like it's really changed my card game game cool yeah that's awesome i feel like we as a podcast are sort of slowly but surely um getting a lot of exposure in these sorts of things like card games or like walking simulators or like 
I don't know. What's some other shit we got into that we wouldn't First normally... person shooters. First person shooters, maybe. Like, <laughs> maybe. That's not so much the podcast. It's just the millions of hours that we log in Valorant. Just life is strange, just as a category, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> Uh, but it like you know it exposes you to these things being more, more, more. eighteen simulators. I guess, whatever. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, James. No, I guess. Where like, is the beep when you need it? Well, okay, what I meant to say was roguelikes. What I meant to say was roguelikes. Like that was it's, another one. That's a really good example. Mm-hmm. But the point is that um, it's not even platformers. Even like it's it's something that. It's like you need more experience potentially even than just one game. Like you need almost like multiple views through your lens, through different lenses, I guess, at this same concept of like how cards work. And it just sort of adds on top of itself until eventually you just become better at it. I mean, but better is really strange because like Elena, you're awesome. You drafted a deck that that won, right? Mm -hmm. But like. Have you seen those people online, bro? Oh, they <laughs> like, would, they would, they're crazy. They would have crushed me and my squirrel deck. Yeah. And so all yeah. of that exists at the same time. But 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 still, no, though. I'm sorry. I was not claiming that I was good. No, I, I was merely claiming no. that I had made a deck that killed one person. And I was proud of that. No, that's awesome. That's the thing. That's awesome. It's just, uh, it's like comparing inward. Like, you are so much better than you were. Yes. And the comparing outward is, like, terrifying. But that's because... These guys and everyone probably have had, if you've played Slay the Spire and it really clicked with you, they probably played like 20 different car games of different types, if not more, and then Magic for so many years. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the things about a game like Magic. I do think it's intensely difficult to come in as a beginner. Partially because of like- It's kind of like Counter-Strike. Yeah, I think it, I think it's a really good analogy. I was I was thinking about the same one, but it's because there's such a history with with mm-hmm. magic, and there's so many cards and so many different types of interactions. But if you've been playing it for a long time, you've been exposed to it, and you know about it, and like there's these different concepts kind of floating around your brain, sort of in the same way of like Counter Strike has been around for so long now that people have been practicing that for so they're just so good at it. It you mm-hmm. I don't even you could catch up, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it just strikes me as a very large hill to climb. Yeah, yeah. It's, it and, definitely mm-hmm. has a very steep learning curve. Because even so, like t- having been someone who went through all the color challenges in Magic, right, right. like for those of you who are unaware, like the color challenges are just kind of like a gradual, like you pick a class of character and then you go through bot matches playing against each other color type mm-hmm. and then at the very end it has you actually play against a person and the first time i did this it was with i think green and the person we played against was probably someone who was also new at the game and i won and i was like cool that's awesome they played cards that were that i you know had encountered and understood the second color uh that i took on was white James was watching me. We go through all like the first four intermediary steps against the bots, beat them all single handedly. Then we go against a PvP person who's pulling out all the legendaries. Like wait, really? I was mm-hmm. paired. Yeah, yeah. It was Whoa. <laughs> it was wait, 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 deeply unfair. Because <laughs> like you're sitting there with the these green decks? only starter deck. <laughs> yeah, these decks this was the white only starter deck. Oh yeah. And um I don't think a single card in this deck was like good 
Yeah. Like, yeah. just Wait, to be so honest, you're... like, maybe one of them is, like, playable, right? But it's, it's all And then about, we go up all... against this. Yeah. It's all, it's, all, it's, it's, all, it's all relative. That's why Elena and I can play the starter decks we bought at a magic store right. against each other. Wait, you're... Yes. You guys are telling me that they put you at the end of the color challenge against a constructed deck? Almost. <laughs> like I mean, like, dude? not not really. But, like, this person had clearly opened a bunch of good cards and just jammed them into a deck. And it was, like, it was, like, a, th- a three or four color garbage pile. But, like, their garbage <laughs> was strictly better than yeah. this deck. Oh, no. You know? Right. Because, I mean, it was like, just I had all unfair. the basic cards. And yeah, it was, like, all the basic whites. And they had, so like, So Zoe was, like, what am I supposed like, to popping. do? And I was, yeah, like, like you're you're, to here you're supposed to click escape and then hit the concede button. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just can't do anything else. Oh, no. Like, that's the, that's the best play. Oh, no. Um, I do. I do think that brings us to a good point. I also played the color challenges this week, and I think that they're really well designed. But yeah. I also think, so I played the color challenges, and then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to draft a quick draft deck, which is then just a bunch of cards. And the um, spike in power of mm-hmm. cards outside of the color challenges is pretty mm-hmm. extreme. I feel like the color challenges yeah. are a really good intro, but they don't even begin yeah. to explore how broken magic cards are. Like, yeah. magic cards are fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, and, and mm-hmm. that's... And, and also, I want to highlight um, what what Zoe... The exact words she was saying. Mm-hmm. What do I do here, James? Yeah. Is actually, like, a really important yeah. lesson that I think kind of, like, starts in the color challenges and maybe drops off when you actually play magic. Because in the color challenges, it's like, what do I do here? Well, you're about to top deck the sickest answer of your entire <laughs> yeah. life. That's true. It's so true. Like they are gonna drop some insane. Like you shit. cannot lose those. Yeah, like exactly. Like you know what I mean? It's like fuck. I I have no more tricks yet. I use my shit to the most efficient, and literally, you will. T- they will top deck the most insane shit, then you yeah. will top deck the exact answer to it. And then mm-hmm. you play against real people, and it's like, what do I do here? It's like there might not be an answer. You might just be dead like regardless of what you did and that is just like a core fundamental card game thing and um feels bad feels bad man (laughs) yeah wow not to mention that they have legendaries and so much but then i mean Mm -hmm. like and of course all the legendary cards have these like crazy animations happening which are nothing like the beginner animations that when you play yeah. your typical cards so i'm just like there's a scroll that's unwielding across the screen all of a sudden like this one card exploded into 10 different one one characters i don't know what the fuck that just did <laughs> like oh no yeah it was it was absolutely crazy but like yeah that's what i just mean by like there's a steep learning curve where it's like you can play the color cha- challenge against bots and even just like constructing a deck and playing against the ai like the ai is only going to get you so far Mm -hmm. in terms of learning and that step into playing the pvp is a gigantic one yeah right because you did this right that's like the one thing i was too scared to do i was like i do not want to play a constructed deck against someone else the constructed deck that's just well, she didn't intentionally, but like, I mean, maybe you no, did, but, but like, <laughs> yeah. so didn't you also intentionally? Play no, 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 but what I mean is like, that is similar to uh, Hearthstone single player last week, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are constructed challenges against the computer. And I-, I would say the same thing for Hearthstone, man. Playing a constructed deck versus an actual person is a giant leap also. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, but it's also just a giant leap just in terms of like, so like you, you get this, as a beginner, I got this basic understanding of what all the, my cards did. So when I constructed a deck, I was like, okay, well, I want to construct what I feel familiar with. So mm-hmm. I have yep. all the basic techniques. And then, you know, you have a person playing like just wild different techniques that you haven't even encountered yet because the color challenge doesn't even have you go against those and so you're just mousing over the cards being like what the fuck just happened to me like i have no idea oh wow that is a strong card well my 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 goal for a five five trample is um dead yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, plus it's just like hearthstone in that way where you get these little cute interactions with your opponent your player opponent where you can see they can see little things like hearthstone's famous for the card hover you can hover a card and it'll make it like you can see oh they're good they're maybe gonna play that card and it's like that piece of competitive intel right oh right. they could maybe play that card but they didn't this one you can see when they hover over your cards and start reading them and that motherfucker is touching themselves when they watch you just read all every single one of their powerful cards they're just like yeah read that card yeah you're fucking dead bro. <laughs> like fuck you like that they're just they're like yes oh god read another card here you seen this one i did didn't pay think so dollars for that <laughs> yeah. so okay might have been a bit graphic there but but the point is, yeah, I mean, yeah, damn, that is hilarious. I didn't know. I thought they put you against other people with starter deck. That, that's what I thought, too. Yeah, like, I mean, like I said, after the first encounter, when it was like, it seemed like that. So that's like what I thought every card challenge would be like. I'm like, oh, this will be nice. And then that happened to me. And I was like, oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> well, that's what I. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I that was reminds? shocked? I was like, this is a brand new card. Yeah. yeah. Like what are what are these color challenges doing putting you against this guy? Yeah. Dude, you know what it is? But, it's honestly like I bet you this is what happens straight up. Like cuz this is the shit that happens in like all the competitive video games. Brand new account. She goes through the tutorial, nails that shit. Only has to restart one event. Okay. Dominant performance so far. Goes through color challenges, breezes through that shit wins the first pvp game the game just goes smurf it puts her against like some fucking 100 hour player <laughs> that is like hella Maybe. good and then and they're like oh uh we're wrong about that and they're like okay now we think maybe she's just a smurf with 20 out you know like but dude because if you if you win your early games the system's like it's the same dumbass shit we just said earlier i mean this is not real but this like some this is a gl- glorify or sorry simplified gross simplification is what i'm trying to say of matchmaking systems but like dude i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if they looked at you like she won like a hundred percent of her game so far like she might be good okay so she's not that good like <laughs> noted <laughs> like our bad because <laughs> i could really see i don't know i've definitely played like two james you've definitely like we've definitely played some valor games where you win one and the next oh, one yeah. is just hard as hell and you're like what yeah. the fuck why we're not that good but anyway so i'm yeah remember that but i think it was in the beta there were like back when it was a closed beta there were like two buckets of players there was like professional counter-strike players (laughs) there were professional counter-strike players and then there was everyone else and if you won two games in a row in everyone else you would go against the professionals. It just goes, and are just you get Wardell? destroyed. I know. And then it'd be like, oh, okay. Pat you on the head, <laughs> toss you back in the bucket with the normal people. <laughs> exactly. So I, I have no evidence of this, but it just it's just funny to me because like maybe your mistake was winning the first game. So handily, <laughs> right? Maybe that's what sent it into this. 
Oh, did did you find this experience with the rest of your color challenges, like that you faced people that were just insane, or is it just this one freak experience? Yeah, I mean, like we did a. I think after that one, we played. I I just queued up another basic white deck color challenge, and again they played some like some really powerful cards. I seem to recall that turnaround where like. You know, you wish you could have an answer, but with a basic white deck, you're just like, <laughs> well, I guess I will tactical advantage. That'll <laughs> stop them. <laughs> <and> like... <laughs> this was my perfect answer throughout the whole tutorial. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, God, that's actually hella funny. I didn't realize that. Yeah, especially because, like, they do do a good job at, like, okay, when you're from the... I don't know how much this lands on a... 100% new player but like okay maybe so you can tell us but like they did a lot of really I would say like well designed highlighting of cool interactions it mm -hmm. felt like in the color tutorials where it was like oh they have a flying guy what are you gonna do about that you're gonna top deck a reach card and you're like oh cool like I have a reach card like that's how it, and it like makes sense like oh he's gonna hit me but if I tactical advantage, that actually makes the trade better. And so it's like, it's it's definitely building that like very base foundation. And they, I think they do that well. But yeah, like, dude, once you're in the real game, like all that shit has to be like, that shit's known already. Now you just have to go like, yeah. So, yeah. It also just kind of does like a little bit of <clears throat> bad habits. Like, especially <clears throat> since the color challenges are already like predetermined what you're going to top deck. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, it, I kind of wish there was a way to like, you know, what do you do when they have flying and you don't <laughs> yeah, and draw you do that reach have. creature? Like, what is a good, like, I, I felt like I could probably learn trading a whole lot better of, like, when is a good time to block versus when is not because you just haven't drawn a good card yet. Because in the color challenges, it was always just like, they played this card. Are you scared? Well, thanks to you, you now have this big op card that you can now play. And it's just like, thanks, I can beat this. But also, what if I didn't? draw that yeah what if this I was think, land yeah <laughs> what if i well, yeah, exactly. land? <laughs> exactly and i think that's that's honestly just like to go with experience but i just i i never felt just after this first week of play of course this is after one week of being new to the game like i just never really got a good grasp on like trading and actually like knowing what to play like on my own like yeah. i felt like i was way too dependent on james for most of my intel of like is this a good time to attack i don't really know and james would be like no don't attack and i'd be like okay like yep. <laughs> without actually yeah. like wondering yep. why um, like also yeah. sorry go ahead james yeah so i was gonna say um basically i think that this game does a really good job of teaching the rules but there's so much more to this game than just the rules. Yeah. And what it really struggles to do is give you experience in a safe environment. <laughs> like, I think that, I think that spending years just playing against your friends, yeah, which is how most people get into magic is really actually important and maybe it's not years maybe it's just you know a few weeks or a month or whatever depending on how much you play in that time but um like being able to play against your friends that know what they're doing and have them explain why something you just did was bad and a better way to do it 
um, is a really valuable thing that this this game doesn't really provide you. Also, like playing against your friends is not the same as being dumped into like a pool of people who are used to competitive quality decks um, and where you can like craft all of the mythic rare cards. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like I haven't spent that much money on this game. I have spent any money on the game, but I have the ability right now to craft 23 mythic rare cards. Um, and so I could like go in and basically build myself a constructed quality deck out of all of my wild cards. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't have enough rares to even build myself like the lands for the deck probably, but <clears throat> unfortunately, I mean, that's just, that's just life. Um, yeah, I feel like that's well, sort of where. Okay, so like a couple of things came to mind, but one is that the video that we were watching, like at the starter guide, said essentially what James just should said. We, should I find this so we can tell people what it is? It was a pretty good it. one. It I'll was pretty it. good. Uh -huh. It is an hour long. Like, get ready. It's like a it's like a lecture. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it was really good at teaching the rules. But it also said like this guide is not a replacement for like your friendly neighborhood magic player who will help you learn how to play the game. Um, because I think you're right. Like this game the online client of this game can teach you the rules. And I think it does a really good job, um, but it can't teach you the strategy behind why you should do things or why you keep getting smashed and just beat ruthlessly. But I think this is sort of where yeah. streamers come in at this point. Oh, I was about to say something. Um, mm -hmm. Because, okay, so yes, we're very lucky on this podcast because we have James and James understands magic and Jay, so we can, I like when I was draft, when I was drafting my, um, my quick draft, I literally like was on Discord with James and I was like, James, is this squirrel card good? And he's like, yeah, it's good. And I'm like, great, I'm taking it. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I just did that on blind faith of James and he kind of explained to me, okay, if you do that, you want to get something, you want to get some aggressive stuff because it's kind of how it works. Um, and I did. But I also feel like you can get a similar, although less like fully targeted to you experience from streamers who, if you can find good streamers, will explain to you like why they are doing certain things or why certain traits are good, why a particular card is overpowered or why it's shitty. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think that's where a lot of my like learning about card games has come in too from either playing with people who know what they're doing or watching streams of people who know what they're doing. And I feel like that's in some ways, like, really old school. Like, that's how you would have played this game 20 years ago when it came out, 30 years ago when it came out, is by, like, hanging out with your friends and people who are better than you or, like, going to the local game, you know, game shop and hanging out and playing Magic and talking about Magic. And, like, that's... I don't... I don't know. I don't blame these online clients. Same thing with Hearthstone for, like, not trying to do that for you. Like, that's a part of the game that's not supposed to be there. You're supposed to get that from interaction with human beings. Well, agreed. <laughs> Although they could, um, you know, push lightly. Hey, we could fucking pay. Like, dude, if you're Blizzard, you can pay Hafu to make a video this month or this meta mm -hmm. in Arena. And, and that would be like an awesome just partnership. Everybody wins. Like, that's a person yeah. telling you what they think about the cards in the meta or whatever. And so that could exist. But, but, but you're right, though. Like... Uh, we do 
what I guess what I'm trying to communicate is that, yes, it's true. It's like playing with the dude who was hella good 30 years ago, but it's accelerated because all of those dudes got together via the internet and got better together so that but they're they like super. they were doing that back in the day too with internet forums. Yes. Like they weren't as pretty. It was that like weird looking 90s internet, but it was still happening. No, but absolutely. But but what, I, what I'm trying to say is that there is actually like phases of understanding with these sorts of games mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, like so when you're saying like, oh, trades like that seems hard when do i do this when do i not do this so that's both probably the entire game yeah I'm like all the way up to the highest level but also i bet you like 70 percent of all trading scenarios like the majority of people who play magic understand what you should be doing there and that's where they start as their base he's like oh well this is just a bad trade for you and they just look at it and it's obvious and then maybe some of the top players in the world say well actually if you're factoring in what's coming in the next seven turns this might actually be a good trade okay okay that's super high level but other than that it's like card game players generally have this like i feel like at least from what i've seen from hearthstone and even slay the spire and magic as well it's like they have this base of like i understand the game well enough that I can like potentially make good choices at least that are isolated to this turn. Like this is a good trade for me or this is a not good trade for me and they understand that. Playing this on curve versus playing something for less mana seems better. The impact on the slick board is better and these things they slowly over but surely get taught to you over time and they would get taught to you very slowly if you played you know, magic with someone else who was equally as new as you for a long period of time. They'll be taught to you much faster if you played with better people and they'll be taught to you also very fast if you watch streamers or if they explain their stuff. But eventually you get to that level of understanding of like, oh, okay. So then like, because this is where I was with Hearthstone. It's like, I'm not a good player, but I at least understand I shouldn't be doing this trade because that shit's just bad for me. But it's like, that does not, there's a lot of like legitimate aha moments that you have to just like have happen in your brain to be on the level of people who are just get the game, if that makes sense. And like, how could they ever, how could anyone ever teach those, all those aha moments? Like just to get you at baseline. It's really, it's really like a lot. So I guess that's what it's nice to see about like the, you know, having all the friends and just playing or whatever. But but yeah, if you're jumping in the modern day, I feel like you have to just buddy up with a sick streamer and hope they explain some shit or like look at some YouTube videos or whatever. Because like if I sat there and I go, dude, it is. Oh, my God. This trade is so bad for me. I just realized because of this, like literally everyone else is like, yeah, 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 whatever. That's the game, bro. Like, what do you do? Like, dude, we're over here talking about the intricacies of this card combo. And you're like, no, no, no. But I just figured. Out. And so like that's going to happen 100 million times, I feel like, with all the different systems <laughs> yep. and all the different mechanics and this is just the way you use your equipment. The creature just attacked with it, but you have extra mana, so you should put it on something else. Like, that mm-hmm. shit, that could have been an aha moment that could have been an entire day worth of learning. Like, oh, fuck, dude. I can move my equipment after I attack. And other people are like, no, 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 dude. Come on, come on, come on. Get to our level. Like, so, basically, like, the problem is, like, and I'm bringing a lot of concepts, but it's just like, yeah. Like, if you're playing online with, against someone... And they know those basic level, like, dude, we don't stand a chance as new players. Like, it's impossible. Like, because mm-hmm. you make any mistakes, and they just won't. They just won't make mistakes. They may not make. They may not make the most optimal, brilliant tournament winning play, but they just won't make obvious mistakes. And we all will. And we we, we just will lose. We just will lose. 
and uh, yeah, yeah, welcome to <clears throat> online games, you know. But that's kind of—I mean, I feel like that's that is it. true. And also, I mean, you will—you'll see them do things and be like, "Oh, like one thing that I was was um, saying to to Zoe and." And everybody that I maybe shouldn't have been like harping on quite so much is like if you have an instant that or ability that um, you don't have to do on your turn, you should not do it on your turn in general. Um, you should do it at the end of your opponent's turn uh, because then you get to leave that mana up in mm -hmm. case they do something to you that like there's abilities that are like counter target spell, unless it's controller play pays three. Hmm. Um, so it's better to have that three mana excess up. Um, but like, I didn't learn that you shouldn't cast your card draw instant on your own turn in general. Uh, I didn't learn that for years. Mm -hmm. I was just like happily casting all of my spells on my turn and then passing mm -hmm. until one of my friends who's like way better at magic than I'll ever be started doing stuff at the end of my turn. And I was like, I've, n I've never seen anybody do that. That's so much better than what I do. Mm -hmm. And it kind of changed the game for me, mm -hmm. you know? So... It's like, it's a really important thing in terms of being good at the game, but it's not that important in terms of being able to play it. Um, and I think that getting to the baseline of being able to play the game is more important than kind of learning those heuristics. Like draw, like another classic one is if it is your turn and you are going to draw as a part of your sequence... Then draw first. It's better to draw first. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it could change your sequence. You could draw something that is better than what you have currently for your situation. But like... Right. That is an aha moment that could take me an afternoon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Also, just quick tangent here. Not long. The name of the video is A Beginner's Guide to Magic the Gathering by Josh Strife Hayes. Hour long. Anyways, shout out. Thank you. Um... Yeah. And it's good. I watched it to see if it was worth your guys' time. Um, and it absolutely was. Yeah, it awesome. was a good intro. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot, but it's also like it gives you enough foundation to like then go play and like get somewhere, I feel like. It's definitely a high barrier to entry game, though. Yeah. Or I mean, it's not a high barrier to entry like, high barriers to not getting knocked out, I feel like. Because, I mean, yeah, you could go boot up Magic whenever you want and play those color challenges, like, no problem. You probably don't even have to watch the hour-long intro video first. Mm -hmm. But if you want to actually play Magic, like, you want to play the game against other people with decks that you make or you draft, like, this is a game that requires just a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Like, what we're talking about mm -hmm. doing, like, watching streams or playing with friends or playing with people who are better than you or, like, God forbid going to a game store and like finding human beings there who will talk to you face to face. Um, like that's a time investment that other games don't always require of you. Mm 
Yeah. Um, like I could sit down and play Skyrim right now and not have to watch an hour long intro video on how to play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't stream yourself because people online will be like, you're playing the game wrong. Actually, yeah, yeah. it's obvious. But you know should. what I mean? Like there, this is a game that <laughs> it is for, but that's also why this game has so much like long lasting potential about mm-hmm. it is you could play this game for 30 years and still be playing and still be excited about it because it's constantly changing and you're playing as people and learning new things. But it also means that being a new player is very overwhelming and mm-hmm. there's a lot to learn and you can't just be like, I'm going to casually play magic for yeah. a week. <laughs> I mean, we... Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Also, I mean, it's a game where there's a rules difference between playing your cards and casting your cards. So, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just, like, fundamental understanding of rules that are, that's kind of needed to be able to parse what the cards are. Mm -hmm. Right. And the client will not let you do things that are wrong, but it won't explain to you why something happened that you don't understand. And that's actually a that very, very true. complex concept. Because if you don't know the terms of what just happened and why it happened that way, it's very hard to Google it. Whereas a player that you're facing either lets you openly cheat because they don't understand it either, or they tell you, no, you can't do that. And then they attempt in their best attempt ever, whether they be good teachers or not, to at least tell you why. So yeah. that component is, is, is a bit missing here. It's funny, Lenny. Right. You just... It's led to some of my favorite videos of like day nine playing magic and then like something happening that he wasn't expecting and practically like spitting his coffee all over the screen because he's like, what the fuck just yeah. happened? Because <laughs> he's like yeah. looking at chat and then his entire board is gone. McCoy and I had one of those interactions this week while we were playing that we did not understand and were furious about until we talked to James and we're still upset about it, but we now understand it. Um, but it had to do with blocking creatures. So basically if you, if you're attacking and a creature is blocking your, your creature and then you use some kind of spell to destroy the creature that is blocking you, your creature will not then just attack the face of the person because it's like, no, no, I'm a, I'm being blocked. I was attacking that creature. I can't just go attack the face. Whereas like in something like Hearthstone, it would just attack the face whenever and james explained to us very well that's not how this works um mccoy and i think it's a stupid rule and we don't like it but when it first happened to us we were furious and we were watching it being like do you think that's a bug and it's obviously like, what not is right happening but and we're what like well happening? it's not a bug but we just didn't understand it mm-hmm. and james gave the most magic mm-hmm. answer ever which was basically like oh yeah i could see why you think that way however it leads to a lot of interesting interactions. And I feel like that's a lot of this game is like, mm-hmm. this leads to very interesting interactions. However, counterintuitive is maybe the word you could use for some things. Yeah. I'm sure it's not as, not as many, really. It's not so bad. But there's occasional moments where you're like, what the fuck does that excuse me? Yeah. I, it was. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. One of the things Elena said this week that I think was, and we kind of referenced it a little, but I want to like state it out as a point. It's just like, she was like, bro, like this is in a way like James is like Valorant. Do you know what I mean? It's like James's League of Legends or something. It's like, and unfortunately for James, he's playing both things. So deal with that. Um, but the point is like, you know what I mean? It's a game that you could be immersed in the game, immersed in the community, time. immersed in the intricacies, immersed in the history um, and gain 
value along the way and gain skill and become better at the game as you do that. And these are wonderful, wonderful things that are are that are that gaming provides and the world provides. Like it's awesome that you can learn about the different intricate uh you know intricacies of different characters in League of Legends and then see them on the pro stage and then watch streamers and then play them yourself. Like all of this is awesome. Like the level of depth these games have is just amazing and they're super cool. And like I have loved games like that, like ever since I ever played them, like my whole life. And it's so fun to see different people's mind approach the problem and the infinite complexity of these games. However, like, yeah, yeah, it's hard as a new person, and it's hard to walk in for a week for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, guys, do you even remember James? Like during some of these uh, tutorial sessions or like stream sessions that we had, he'd be like, James, should I do this? He'd be like, what? And you could tell it was like he had nine points as to why you should <laughs> and should not do that move at the same time and was like tossing like three or four out in a handful at once to try to get to like the one thing that we could even understand, yeah. you know? Right. Fair enough. Yeah, this game is not for filthy casuals. This is a serious, yeah. this is a serious business. I think I might be a filthy casual. But also, like, this is the online version. The online version is not for filthy casuals. Mm -hmm. Like the paper version, just opt out of all of your like try hard friends magic and it's for filthy casuals. Yeah. You know, that's true. There is a difference between like your kitchen table magic versus this, which does just pit you against people with every legendary in their deck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny. Like the net decking. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Like, people complain about that in Hearthstone. No one complains about that in Magic. Like, that just is. Like, that's just been happening since the beginning of time. Yeah. yeah I feel like before... Was they like... might be sad that their ridiculous homebrew doesn't work <laughs> right. on the ladder. Right. Their cat but, deck isn't the best. But they're not, like, <laughs> mad that they're not able to climb the ladder at, like, the lowest rank with their ridiculous, yeah, cat deck. <laughs> They're just like, well, that's the game. <laughs> so here's my question to the people here that are new. Um, and fuck it to you, James. So you answer this shit. Why not? Um, okay. Knowing that this does not have nearly as much single player maybe as Hearthstone does, although we've kind of talked about it last week. Will we get back to that? We'll find out next time. Um, but like, yeah, like, so for instance, like, you've played all of the single-player content this game has. Do you feel compelled to, to do some multiplayer stuff in the weeks coming forward? Or you're like, okay, now I have a greater understanding of magic, but maybe I'm good, or what? Ah, uh, I mean, this is, like, eking into my review section, unfortunately, <laughs> okay. like, with my thoughts on it. Uh, I, I, think, I think overall, like... While I found this week to be very valuable, like, I can't see myself going back to this game, like, alone at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't see myself clicking on the launcher on a Saturday night by myself being like, yeah, let's play some magic. Mm -hmm. um, but it's... if Brandon came home with two magic decks and he was like, <laughs> hey, let's play, you could play. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I I actually man. might like, <laughs> not, like I, I think I think it does there there is some value and I mean like McCoy and Elena got this together, but like there is some value to having two new people try to figure out a game together. Definitely. Also, mm -hmm. there is not with magic because the rules are so complicated that no one knows what's happening. 
<laughs> yeah, but then at least you have some solidarity yeah. with like not knowing what the because fuck you can is ask going. the question, yeah. "Am I an idiot?" And the other person assures you, mm-hmm. "Oh God, I hope not." You know what I mean? Like they're not certain well, about right. it, but they're like, pretty you can sure. Just aggressively play it wrong. Like when we when McCoy and I played Magic together, we a hundred percent played wrong. Now that they, did the guy at the game store teach us how to play wrong, or did we forget and then? There's later, no fucking way no that guy one taught knows. us how to play the game wrong, man. But we definitely did not follow the rules. Listen, let me just tell you something. The guy at the Magic store exclusively is got to be as a new player. You don't question that guy. He's okay? only like thirteen. Yeah, but dude, it doesn't matter. Like he, he's at the game store, bro. Know, this guy's like level of, is out of control. I'm telling you, he's got to be. I don't want to get to the level in at Magic where I walk into the game store and I'm like, actually. <laughs> I've been watching streamers, <laughs> and that's not a good move. And they'd be like, get out of here. <laughs> here, have your money that's back. That's how we got banned from GameStop. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just the premise that GameStop would do anything with magic at all is hilarious to me. GameStop would be like, yeah, right. do you want to return your old games? You're like, no. And it's like, we have no use for you in the store then. <laughs> like, <laughs> get out. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I guess, like, the thing is, like, so, yeah, so there there has to be the concrete difference then of, like, online magic versus card game magic. Like, yeah, like, if Brandon were to come home with some magic cards, I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's do some kitchen table magic. But I think, like, I would, the intensity of the game, at least from my understanding, is just, like, too much for me <laughs> mm-hmm. in some ways. And so, like, I would just be fine with just being a filthy casual, mm-hmm. doing like, yeah, doing like kitchen table magic, kind of going along, going along with it as it may, not being too too much of a stickler about rules, like have the generic rules, but like I don't know, nothing as I guess concrete as like an online client where it's like you can't do this <laughs> at this step, <laughs> you are wrong, right? Also, like. Oh no, I screwed up on my turn. I was supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And having the other person be like, Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, there's no right. back button. Mm-hmm. If you hit past the blockers or like past the damage and you actually wanted to play something, like there's you can't take that shit. Wait, yeah, James, didn't you done. say there is a hotkey though to do that? Um, press, there's like, a hotkey to untap your lands if you have uh-huh. not mm-hmm. passed oh, a phase. That's it. Or use the mana. I guess That's you can all. untap attack. Yeah, you can untap lands. I see. You can't undo anything else. I see. You can, if you haven't declared blockers, you can click attack on them and then click don't attack on your creature as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. But that's not really... Yeah, but once like, you pass a phase, you've passed the phase and you yeah. cannot yeah. go right. back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is like that makes sense for this. But it also it also untaps everything that can untap during your untap step. That's a really important thing in magic mm-hmm. in uh, on in paper magic is remembering to untap all your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um cuz it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. I can admit. Actually, that's another thing. I just dawned on me another thing that probably paper magic would do that a lot better than how I'm feeling in online magic is uh, the time limit with stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause in bot matches, they don't give you a timer. So you can sit there and contemplate what you want to do with your cards and take as much time as you need. But when you play against a person, that one minute or something yeah. goes by so quickly <laughs> that it's just yeah. like utter panic 
because I'm trying to fiercely read the cards of what the hell just happened to me by my opponent, but then also trying to figure out a good counterattack, and it's all like, you know, the whole, you know, rope is getting shorter and shorter, and I'm just like, fuck, fuck. I mean, at least, like, magic kind of gives you, don't they have, like, wait time penalty it's not a penalty even. It's just like you have one chance you have a couple to of go past the, Yeah, a timeout. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't um, just end your turn. It just passes the phase. And then it gives you like 15 seconds on the next phase. Right. And so like I feel like with paper magic, it's okay to maybe take... I, I can understand why in online they have a time limit because they don't yeah. want someone to just completely waste just another person's AFK. time. Like you're yeah. making exactly. dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which exactly. happens. Which happens. <laughs> so, like, I, I completely understand why that's there. But as a new player, it is fucking daunting yeah. when you're yeah. just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And suddenly your minute is up and you're like, uh, uh I haven't even thought about what my response is to this yet. And you yeah. misplay because you're just panicking. <laughs> yeah. Plus, like, not only, like, exactly, it's the panic. Like, the second, the, I guess I'm going to call it the rope also. It's, it, it's the same fucking shit, but... I mean, okay, it's exactly as James described this other thing earlier. He's like, this is, yeah, this is like that thing in Hearthstone. However, it's different. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> <we're> so, <laughs> so reasonable. But, like, it, it's actually, like, you're trying to figure out your turn, and it's fine, but it's complicated, and you're thinking, and then the rope starts, and your brain just it shuts down. Shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. fuck the pressure like that like i wish i could actually be thinking during that time i think i would have enough time to make some of my plays but the second that thing happens i'm just like oh fuck me james yeah. <laughs> i'm texting james a snapshot of this fucking board state like what would you do bro 15 seconds go <laughs> yeah. yeah true very true very true and, and by the way but that's the okay so the other side of that though is like James said, ditching certain friends that you would play magic with. You got to play magic if you're going to do the car- the physical card. You got to play with the right people, the people that are willing to like sit there and wait and let you think, uh, mm-hmm. or let you undo if you guys are both agreeing to that shit. Because because you could, I mean, dude, I've played not magic but card games with motherfuckers that are like, yo, come on, and I'm like, motherfucker, this is such a dirty tactic from you, like because it's like it's stopping my thought process. <laughs> is that person me? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Although you well, because I could see myself doing that, but I don't yeah, I mean, I you kind of do that. Definitely, you kind of do that. You're like, you're taking a long time, and I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to like play the game or whatever, and it doesn't matter anyway. Okay, so apparently we're mad at each other, but like, <laughs> <laughs> apparently we're fighting. So you want, dude? My favorite line ever is, ah, uh, it's like someone said something. It was like yeah, a, yeah. it's like a one couple to the other. It's one person says something, and then the other person just goes, huh? I see we're fighting today. <laughs> just like that was their only response, which I think is so funny. But anyways, okay, awesome. Um, I mean, I was thinking, I don't know, you guys. I think we could get to the review section soon. I'm sure there's more we could talk about. Should we about. rate and review on iTunes? I, no, but they should. The listener. Yeah. Oh, my God. See how I threw that we, to you? I think we plug this a lot. Is It makes me kind of uncomfortable. Is it too much? We haven't plugged this at all. Right in. If it's too much. <laughs> got him. <laughs> uh, got him. You didn't see that one coming. That was a curveball. Holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I mean, so since you were sort of flirting with your review section anyways, do you want to just round it out, say what you think? Yeah, I mean, I, c- I can go ahead and just round it out. Like like I kind of said already, like, I don't think I'll go back to online magic. Um, or at least I, I won't go back. The, the thing is, it's like, I, I want to say I won't go back to it unless I have people watching me and can coach me. 
But then at that point, it's just like every single day or week or month for that matter that I don't play this game, I'm just getting further behind the curve because new mm. cards are coming out, new metas are forming, and I'm going to still have my very basic white girl deck, uh, you know, just to play against <laughs> legendary cards. <laughs> Dude, we could make what? a white girl deck. We should, we should actually try creatures. to. We should actually try to draft that. I don't know. I just I, for for some reason, whenever I think of just like a, a basic, deck? yeah, I was Guys. like a basic white deck, but I'm like, I have to say basic white girl at some point. We need to fit this in here at some wow. point. But Damn, you, I did not see that you had the perfect moment too. McQueen and I were yeah. staring at each other for a full ten seconds, being like, "Did she just intentional?" White girl question mark. Deck? Like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. That was but hilarious. Like, continue. But yeah, so like, I, I guess my point is like, I can't see myself being as committed to this game enough to A, learn all the cards and what they do, um, as well as just form, you know, be able to follow the metas, watch the streams, etc. Because as we've said before, like, it's immensely helpful to do that. And so I'm not going to... I'm I'm just kind of be be truthful with you guys and say I can't see myself doing that. Um and I think overall I just feel very overwhelmed with this card game. Like a little bit more so than with any other card game I've played. Like I thought I felt overwhelmed with how Hearthstone was after having uh, you know opened it up for the first time in 7 years. Like Magic is like <laughs> leagues above Hearthstone in terms of just what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um Magic has it's dimensions really... that Hearthstone can't even imagine. Exactly. Mm -hmm. like, exactly. Potentially literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And like it's such a compelling game though. Like I love I love the like, I'm going to go down to the very basics, like the kindergartner aged understanding of the game. But, like, I I love how the cards look. I love, like, the concept of what the cards do. And I love the concept of the game. I think it, I think it's really cool. And it's a great way to, like, actually, I don't, it's a cool way to play a card game, which is why I could see myself playing Paper Magic, um, if mm -hmm. anything. Um, and... I think this, I, I also just kind of think that I just, we always talk about like different gamer senses each of us have. I just, I'm still in that phase where I just don't have a good card game sense when it comes to online card mm -hmm. games. It's hard. Um, it, it is hard. Um, I just never found myself to be very good at it. Like even with Hearthstone, I don't, like I'm not very good at that game either. Like the only one that I've managed to actually somewhat excel at is Slay the Spire. Um, and even then, I'm, like, on Ascension 5 of all characters, which, nice. like, it's good, but, like, it's, I, I still feel like it's, you know, there, there's room for improvement, I guess. And, like, Slay the uh, So Slay you're the better Spires. than somebody in the Magic the Gathering Hall of Fame at Slay the Spire. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know the exact guy. He was on a, he was on that co-stream I was complaining about. I was like, this kid sucks. And James is like, that kid is a legendary magic player. And I was like, oh, fuck, fuck that guy. Well, Anyways. but I think, I think that goes to show just like how there's just different Shout components to card LSB. games that click with people, though. Like a yeah. fact that a Hall of Famer Magic the Gathering player can play a game like Slay the Spire and struggle at it, whereas I can excel. Like it, it's all just differences in card senses. Definitely. Um, I think I just struggle in games when there's a mana pool. 
like slay the spire you're limited to like three or four mana i mean hell you you can do some crazy card combinations to get infinite mana but like whatever like yeah. that's neither here nor there but it's very basic to start off with three mana whereas here it's like lands are mana and you can you can play mana to play a card or you can tap this card for additional mana and so you have like this whole like economy pool that you have to keep in mind mm-hmm. um and so as a result, I just feel extremely overwhelmed. And when I get overwhelmed playing games, I just kind of freeze up and just don't play well. So like, I think overall, I have to give online Magic the Gathering probably a meh from me. Um, really, like really cool concept. But I just can't see myself playing it any more than I did this one week. Like I am happy with this one week. I'll be happy to watch people play it because I'll have a better somewhat of a better understanding of what's going on i guess where i'm just like ah yes that's a card i know i guess but other than that like i I think that's just where it where it's gotta lie Mm -hmm. that seems very reasonable Mm -hmm. um fair enough quickly as an interjection of just comical nature james has a wonderful set of phrases for card games uh, and I think he gets these from different people, and some of the ones that I've been referencing like a motherfucker this week and shit that it doesn't even apply to mm-hmm. is such things as math is for blockers. Which <laughs> 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 was a phrase that he used one time when we were watching him stream uh, the end of that uh, draft run where it was a really complicated turn. He had a ton of people on the board, and I'm pretty sure, like, time was running low. And he was like, I'm pretty sure this is enough to win, but I'm not entirely sure because he's trying to math out, like, all the different ways they could block this. And he's like, ah, fuck it. Let him do the math. I just clicked all attackers <laughs> and go, which was hilarious. It was amazing. So math that's, is for the blockers. In paper magic, that's where you put your arm down over all of your creatures and then just tilt your whole arm sideways just to tap them all. Yeah. Nice. Just like, these are all attacking. Fuck it, deal with that shit. So that's hilarious. Yeah. Another one math is... Math is for blockers. Math yeah. is for blockers. Uh, the most powerful card is the credit card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is hilarious. McCoy's been using that around the house for like a variety of things yeah, yeah. that it does not apply to at all, but yeah. he just giggles every time. That's how you gotta do it, bro. You gotta use powerful phrases. That's just You gotta see where they fit, bro. That's just comedy in the making. And I'm pretty sure there was another one somewhere, somehow, but I think I will leave it at that and mm-hmm. pass to Elena for her review. All right. Wow. I fucked up last week, y'all. Oh. I gave Hearthstone a thumbs up. Uh-oh. Now, I did that. Everyone mm. else gave Hearthstone a meh. I did that because I enjoy Hearthstone, ca- sort of, casually. I think it's... I, and I got a little bit addicted to that battle mode thing. Battlegrounds, that, yeah. That I'd never played before. I got a little bit hooked. And so I gave it a thumbs up. And I want to say very definitively to the people that magic is better than Hearthstone. Wow. I don't, <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't think there's any like gray space, really. Like magic is a much deeper, much better card game. And I, having played them now, sort of like back to back, I feel really confident in that opinion. Wow. There's a lot of things that ma- that Hearthstone does very well. Hearthstone is very approachable and very easy, and it's a lovely online experience. It's so pretty, and there's a card, and it you know stuff is great over there. But Magic is a better game, like definitively, it's a better game. And so in that way, I'm gonna have to give it more than a thumb. But from my personal 
playing. I, I enjoy magic. I'm actually, I think I was the one who was like, hey, McCoy, let's go get magic decks. Like, mm-hmm. let's play magic. And McCoy's like, what's wrong with you? But okay. Like, I think I was the one who wanted to do that. I have like this weird idea of me in my own mind is like playing magic. I don't know how to play magic. Um, and I don't, I, I just, I don't know if I'm going to come back to it. Kind of like Zoe said, it's such a deep game and it's so intimidating and there's such a, such a battle to climb or a wall to climb or mm-hmm. mountain to mountain, climb. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It's a big barrier to entry and to be able to play this game well. Um, and I don't think I would be satisfied being like, on Friday nights, I play two games of magic and I get just like, that's not fun. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to do it. Like, I'm also learning how to play Valorant right now, and that takes up a lot of time. And I don't know if I can have two. Mm-hmm. I can't have both McCoy's Valorant and James's Valorant in my life together. <laughs> just, I, don't have, I work a full-time job. Um, There's your problem. But I, but at the same time, I really like Magic. And every time I play yeah. it, I kind of am surprised. Like, I think we'll get to, like, McCoy does not necessarily enjoy playing Magic. Okay, thanks. Well, you're welcome. Um spoilers for your review section but i i kind of do i kind of like magic but i don't know that i'm gonna go back and play more magic i'm for sure gonna finish my squirrel draft run i assume i will get if you want we can do that together maybe i might have to let it let it die in shame alone we'll see how i how it goes (laughs) um but I, I don't know. I like I like magic. I just don't know if I'll play more because it is such a commitment. I will say I'm looking forward to oh, – I re- recently found – this is a total tangent. We recently found a Valorant streamer that I'm in love with. Shout out to Animal. We reference her every bae. fucking podcast. Every fucking podcast. <laughs> I love her. But I feel the same way about Gabby Sparts, who we were watching for Among Us content true, before. True. And I, I love Gabby Sparts, but then she went back to playing magic, and I was like, well – fuck it yeah. i'm not gonna watch this anymore mm-hmm. and now i'm like maybe i'll watch it again we i don't try know it. yeah we should i try would it. love to try it so i don't know yet in what form magic will be present in my life or if it will ever be present in my life but it is a game that i acknowledge it is better than hearthstone Damn, and for that. that i would like to give it i know i'm not allowed to oh but i'm god. going to give it a 1.5 thumbs oh my god because it has to come out on top of hearthstone <laughs> But I don't feel like for me I can give it two thumbs up because I may never play it again. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't feel fair. So it's getting a 1.5 thumbs from me. Mm-hmm. It's it's the daddy of all card games. It's a good card game. <laughs> There's a lot happening there. Why do you have to describe it like the why, why daddy? Is it oh, the granddaddy? <laughs> Is that the proper term? I think they'd say father. <laughs> that's the way i think that they describe that yeah the, the grandfather of card games. it is the there grandfather of card games um and i think it does a lot there's a lot of credit for that and i think this online client is actually like really good i'm so glad they changed the visuals it is so much better looking than the old one it's a really cool game 1.5 thumbs and you guys didn't even get to hear the ridiculous voice lines that most of the uh um <clears throat> Uh, planeswalkers say. Mm. Mm. See, maybe that would have bumped up to two for me, but I think just like not knowing if I'll ever play it. Really... Taz Dingo! Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah. Mm-hmm. McCoy, you want to go next? Uh, sure. Happily. Happily would go next. Um, hmm. 
This is a very strange game for me because, hmm. I feel like you always precede your review sessions with <laughs> saying that. I'm sorry. I might. This is a very strange game for me. <laughs> Maybe I'm just having a strange time with games, you guys. It's tough for me. Um, but, but yeah, it is because I'm not, and I feel the same way about Hearthstone, mm-hmm. but like, you know, I'm glad we got to check in on these games, but the honest truth is that at the very beginning, before checking into either of them, I was not looking for a card game to play mm-hmm. necessarily. Although asterisks, I'm actually really excited for Ring of Pain, but that's later because that's a single player, mm-hmm. uh, game. I hope, holy fuck, if it's not, I'm so disappointed, but um it's a single player game it's a single player game because i like the games that you can sit and think i i understand it's like that the rope part to me just kills it for me um because i'm not fast thinking mostly especially when new but even when experienced um and so it's just like it feels better to be able to sit there and like think about it a lot i just enjoy that experience so so all these games versus other people like card game wise specifically i always struggle with man i always struggle with um that being said i would even say that the snow mechanic of this new set is is intriguing to me like i actually think it's really cool um not just the way that it works but i think like okay this sounds really silly but this is like I think part of it, you guys. For all of us, um, the aesthetic of the snow is awesome. I love the snow mm-hmm. cards; they look beautiful. Like they look cool. The fact that they made all these epic magic characters, but just in the snow and in the ice, is fucking badass as hell. Like I love that shit. And so that I actually feel like a legitimate little inkling of a draw towards that, and I did not expect that, and I don't know if I will play off of that i don't know if i'll take the time but it is it's actually cool like this this game is cool i'm glad that i got this introductory course because i you know maybe we will watch gary's parts together or i mean i honestly boy wouldn't this make james's day but might watch more of him making drafts i liked watching that was really fun yeah (laughs) um he won, by the way, all the way to the end. Yes, seven wins. Yeah, Let's I got go. seven Hell wins yeah. somehow. Hell yeah. <clears throat> and um, it was actually a hilarious deck that we should just briefly touch on. Because what it did was that basically it had this card called Mind something? Flay? Seek? It Mind um, Destroy? Is mine no, skull uh, skull something skull skull raid skull raid skull raid okay cool yeah. so I was just wrong in every way um nice so uh it had skull raid and so the premise of this is that it would just like discard their hand like t- like two cards two of it cards. but we had three of them so we oftentimes were discarding their hand down really low and then we had I say we right because it's a joint experience we we is a strong term yeah yeah, yeah. James, James had. <laughs> This uh, character that he could like essentially activate or tap, whatever the fuck, um, for a 2-2 every time if he could pay the mana for it. It's very expensive, but of course generating that when you don't have any cards is nice. And so even though it was kind of weird, like it would get us to that top decking mode where everyone's just sort of like, oh shit, like what's the cards fucking land? And then they sit, they throw it down out of frustration. God damn, all right. And then like all that shit was going down. But like it was a deck that yeah, honestly... Compare like coming from a draft format and like coming from my understanding of arena this deck made a, a lot of sense actually mm-hmm. all things considered and it was fun to watch it 
do its thing. And I was so worried about like 60 cards and thinking, well, we're never going to see any of these cards in a consistent way. But actually, we saw not all the time. But but that strategy basically bore itself out, I would say, every game um, in a way that felt kind of consistent. And that was kind of interesting. So I'm saying all this because I really enjoyed watching that. And I could see this slotting in to me as a game that I would watch. And maybe that's as far as it'll go because there's a lot of complexity and I I don't know if I want to get to the level where I feel that I am able to execute all that stuff. Like, well, you don't use this instant until it's the end of their turn because that's the last possible moment. You can use it before you untap all your mana. Like doing that myself is a, is a commitment of mechanics that I'm maybe bad at and not sure if I want to learn, but watching James do it was kind of fun and cool. Mm-hmm. And I got to ask about it. Why are you doing this? Oh, sure. This is why I'm doing it. You know, that sort of stuff. So yeah, like it's, it's actually cool. And the, it sounds so silly, but like I never really, in Hearthstone, I, I never, I, I, you know, I opened some packs and sometimes, and I had cards that I thought were cool that I wanted to use but it never felt like this, where I want to build a deck that like aesthetically meets like snow in an awesome way <laughs> and has only awesome snow creatures. And I feel like that's going to be maybe bad, but definitely cool. <laughs> and I like I'm drawn to it because really the art is like that good. And like the premise of it, the, the point behind it, they told their entire art team, yo, snow everything, do it. And they're like, oh, shit, nice. High fives all around. Like, that's really cool. Um, whereas like Hearthstone, I don't know. I don't know. They did some awesome stuff in there. But I never was like, I fucking love this creature. Like Everyone's like, I love the Annoyatron. And I'm like, no, you don't. Wait for this meta to fucking shake out. You're going to hate that card. Um, that's why they call it the Annoyatron. They're not idiots. Anyways, um, I walk down this. Yeah, fuck that card. Yeah, fuck that card. So I walk down this uh, slalom path here in my review, fearing left and right, just to say like, you know, shit, I enjoyed this game more than I thought I would, but I think watching it is the best place for me. Um, considering I don't think I want to put the time in. And I also have this like little subtle thing where like, I just don't really respect, it's not that I don't respect games that are the, that could be this expensive, but I, I always fear, I don't, I don't want to spend a lot of money on a game necessarily. It's not that I won't, but I don't want to. And the ones that are set up that way, I can't blame them for it. But just personally, it kind of bothers me. Like I almost don't want to get into free-to-play games because I'm like, fuck that. I'd rather pay $20 and then call it a day. You know, like I want to play the game. So that could never be a sustainable thing for Magic probably. But it's sad to be like, wow, those are really cool decks that I'll never play with. And then just exist in that world. Like that hurts my feelings. I guess. Um, anyways. Okay. So what's the rating for this game? Hmm. Probably like one thumb up for me. But with the acknowledgement that, dude, if this game strikes your fancy and at a different point in my life, and potentially that point could be later in my life, um, this could be an awesome game. And like, dude, Elena, I could see the two of us playing this game mm-hmm. and having fun. Yeah. Um, we did for a while when we first got it. We had a great time. But like now that we actually understand it better, I think yeah, I mean, more. We weren't playing the game, maybe, but we were playing something. I'm pretty sure we didn't know about the second main phase. Like, I don't think we did. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Yeah, like, dude, I could see that. Like, mm -hmm. I could see us actually getting a lot of mileage out of this if we were bored in a particular week or set of weeks or months or something and we finally just figured it out, we should pick this shit up again. I could see that in our future. It's not in the immediate. I could see us, like, taking us on vacation. Sure. Yeah. Um, and that's awesome. So good for them. Um, yeah, one thumb for me. So, James, tell us how it really is. Tell us the answer for this game, would you? Um, I mean, I I would never say that I have the answer for the rating of this game. Um, my rating, my personal rating, I I can't give it anything other than a gold star, man. Mm -hmm. Um, like this has just been a game that I've I've loved for years. I haven't played it. <clears throat> um like consistently uh but i have played this game for two decades um and that's kind of insane mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean i had the benefit of like a next door neighbor who's like very good at this game <laughs> mm -hmm. and would just like help me build decks and um even like give me cards for my decks because he has so many um back when i was a child and had no cards um and i i mean i continue to have friends that i play magic with um sometimes on discord um And, uh, I mean, not in person cause whatever. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I love this game. I have, I have enough of an understanding of it that I can kind of feel comfortable, um, like hopping into a draft and feeling like I'll get at least a few wins and that's really fun. Um, I'm definitely going to keep playing it. And, um, yeah, man, I'm excited that I got to share it with you guys and, uh, give you a taste. Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully it was, um, you know, a positive learning experience and not a frustrating one <laughs> overall. Yeah. Positive um, indeed. Yeah. James, what I, I know, say? I know a lot of people just bounce off it really hard if they have a struggling time trying to learn at the very beginning. Yeah, and I feel like I may have even had that experience in my own life in the many times I've tried or not tried or whatever. But James, what I would say is that um, playing this game like with you and stuff like that, uh, watching you play and stuff like that and hearing about it and learning about it and taking this week, I can see the gold star potential of this game, even for myself. But it's just, it's not now, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And it may never be. Yeah. But I can see it now. Whereas before, I always knew a bunch of motherfuckers that seemed like cool dudes liked magic, but I was like, not for me. And now I was like, oh, maybe not for me now. But that's huge, bro. So mm -hmm. thank you for that, bro. Yeah. And what I would suggest for you and Elena McCoy mm -hmm. is um, when your uh, local game store opens back up again, Drop in for a Friday night magic draft 
in person. Oh my god, with real probably, people, James? Yeah, with real people. Because I bet that most of them are bad. <laughs> uh, so you're saying we like, should we should like essentially become magic sharks. We should farm no- noobs. No, 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 because two or three of them are just gonna win every single match. Yeah. Um, right, right, right. And that includes against you. But there's gonna be some people that are kind of on your level that like they show up every week to play. They're kind of bad, but they have fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. I will say, James, and, um, on that note, I, I also want to echo the shout out for when game stores open back up. The One of my favorite gaming memories of all time was three years ago, four years ago, who knows? when McCoy and I pretty randomly stopped at a game store, not even in our city. We were on vacation and picked up magic decks. And the guys, they were like, yo, you guys know how to play? And we were like, no. And they're like, great, sit down. Yeah. And they had a folding card Whoa. table. Yeah. And it was like a high schooler and like a 30-year-old dude and the, like the guy who was working there. And we all just sat down and like they we you know we bought we bought decks, I think. Um yeah, sure. I think you could buy yeah. decks. It was like a set with yeah, a planeswalker and a starter deck. Um and we just sat there and they taught us how to play. And that was how yeah. again, I'm not sure they actually got the rules right. And then we just played against them. And so, like, you know, yeah. we were playing against each other. And then the, the kid would be like, yo, 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 I want to play. And we'd be like, okay, we'll play a 13-year-old. Yeah, there was a um, there was a younger kid that they were also teaching at the same time. Yeah, who, yeah, like, there was, like, a really little kid, like a yep. 10-year-old or something. Yep. He could read. And they were learning, and that was very cute. And they were, like, teaching them, like, teaching us, like, very high priority because we were very new. But then, like, this person was maybe, like, more audibly needing attention. Yeah, because they were little. But then, yeah, if I recall mm. that experience correctly, one of the dudes just then started telling us oh his my God. experience. Well, that's like a whole different part. Of the, that was amazing. Okay. This one guy was a very interesting man, mm-hmm. but it was just it. it I think you're gonna me. find a lot of those. Yeah, I think so too. But like, it, I don't know. It sticks with me. <laughs> Even True. as being someone who I, I don't want to say I don't like other people, but like that kind of experience would not be my go-to weekend of like, let's go meet strangers. Like that mm-hmm. is not fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet it is. I loved that. It was incredible. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite memories. And so like, I do think there's something special about this like old school, weird, super nerdy magic culture. Um, it was really fun. Do you think we could get one of those setups that they do for like... <laughs> I can't believe this is going to be the way I reference. Don't doctors do this now during COVID where it's like they like put an iPad on the top of a clothes hanger that has a fucking doctor's outfit on it. And they wheel that thing out. Like, can we put James on that shit and bring him to the fucking store? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, our friend here on our on our FaceTiming in is going to stop you. Yeah, exactly. Tell me if you need to tap anything, James. I'll tap it for you. Anyway, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, a shout out to Gaming Stories for keeping that bizarre magic culture alive. It is really weird and fun and i i highly suggest it magic culture has led to some great memes as well Mm -hmm. like the guy at the pro magic tournaments who takes pictures of him praying next to guys butt cracks yes yes that are showing (laughs) yes i knew about that that's a wonderful meme about magic yep and now like random people on the street like walk up to that guy and they're like yo can can i take a picture of you praying at my butt crack <laughs> oh god, that's awful. It's awful, but it's also incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I would go to a magic tournament someday. Like yeah. that's the kind of thing that I would do and could do because we understand this game now, but just like it was a really and if you are interested in interesting cultures, magic is there for you. Yeah. hmm Yeah. Magic is there for you. And I think actually that's one of the things that's maybe 
it's not off-putting exactly, although that could be, right, the magic. But I, what I actually mean is that that's one of the one thing that I kind of feel like the magic client was not willing to cross, which is that, like, I think its community loves the cards, the cards themselves. Do you know what I'm saying? The, the way they look, the elements of them, the their even their form. Whereas, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's just you literally just see magic cards in the client and i think mm, they'll never mm -hmm. escape from that because the people who love magic cards love magic but i feel like there's a world where that magic card jumps onto the table and, and then it's an animated creature and then yeah and like okay that sounds like a total nightmare to because there's so many thousands of millions of cards but but it's like i feel like that's bumped both sides right it's like there's a just a love of this thing that they are also trying to pay homage to. And that's like, that's the community. Like they're, mm. they're never going to make the truly friendly magic thing because they'll never sacrifice the, the love of the cards, man. Mm. You know? Yeah. And perhaps yeah. the love of the cards. That's what this block should be called. The love of the <laughs> cards. We got there. Wow. Are we done? I think we're done. Right. Yeah. I think we yeah. got there. You guys know what you're so I guess next like. Week? Ring of pain. I was going to say, we talk about the love of the cards, but truth be told, none of us know what we're expecting next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When it comes to Ring of Pain. Yeah. I'm um, hoping that oh it is God. similar scratching, itch scratching as uh, Slay the Spire, but I have no idea if that's the case or not. We're going to find out. Yes, you are. Because Monster Train was supposed to be, and that game, listen, we're not doing a review of that game. That game sucks. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't actually suck. But it is... <laughs> It is like so the numbers are so astronomically high and the complexity of the turns are so astronomically complex that it's like you can't you can't actually math it out. Save it for next week, bro. Well, I mean, Slay the Spire is like, can you do addition and subtraction? <laughs> sort yes, of. And James, that game and that is where is my like, mask goes lie. Yeah. Is like, <laughs> can you do long division in your like, head? No, no, no. It's long division in your head and also multiplication with like three variables. Like and it's not it's not simple. And like factor. I don't know. I'm just going to say math terms I don't understand. Like like what is a, what's a factorial? Yeah, what the fuck is that? Polygons. Yeah. Polygons? <laughs> um what was that? God damn it. What was it? Polynomial. Uh, prokaryotes. All right. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think we have done it today, you oh, guys. Thanks. Well done. Well done. <sighs> next podcast. Yeah. We All right. did it. We'll All see right. you next week. Take care, everyone. We'll see you on the other side. Bye.